welcome to the Golden Rock Podcast, bringing you some of the latest and greatest Pokemon news and a few laughs along the way. I'm Ben, and as always, I'm joined by fellow Pokemon enthusiast, Connor. Before we begin, you can jump around the podcast by using the timestamps in the description below. Connor, how are we doing? I'm doing all right, mate. It's, uh, it was my birthday over the weekend. Happy birthday! Thank you! Hold on, right, okay, why was I not aware of this? When when was this? I'm pointing it in my calendar. It was on the 4th. So Saturday, last Saturday for those listening. Nice. And what did you get up to? Uh, not a lot. Had a, like a very simple games nights around my friends. Hung nice. out, had cake. Uh, Lewis came down to visit me, which was a lovely time as always. Oh, we only great. get to see each other properly once or twice a year, mm-hmm. so it's always good catching up. That's was, that's 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 nice. It's just a quiet one. I'm not quite thirty yet, so I'm not allowed to have like the big blowout. Yeah, yeah. So, keep you got it quiet, any plans for your thirtieth? Uh, no. That's that's not for me to do. Surely, surely, if I if my friends are good enough, I shouldn't have to plan anything for my thirtieth birthday. You, you, yeah. If only your friends listened to this podcast and therefore heard that and went, "Oh, we need to plan something." <laughs> Louis. 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 <laughs> what are you doing for Carnival's 30th birthday? <laughs> yes. This this was so weird for everyone else, but for Louis especially listening to this and just Oh, that's all right. Because if you're if you're watching on YouTube or even if you're listening elsewhere, go on to yes. the YouTube uh episode and leave into the comments below what my friends should do for me for my 30th birthday. There you go. I like that. And if and if you aren't watching on YouTube, like, you know, email in using the links below. Put it on Twitter. Join the Discord. You know, there's plenty of ways to get in touch with us. Right. Enough of the plugs, I guess. Shall we move on to the main bit of news this week? Yes, let's do it. So, it's Scarlet and Violet news yet again. And unfortunately... It's not good news. Now, we, I, I first saw this, I think, uh, last Monday on Reddit. And then I've seen a, um, I, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this, uh, Kotaku, which is a gaming, um, news website, I believe. Yep. Um, uh, there's, there's been a couple of reports that apparently, uh, people's save data is being corrupted and, uh, players of Scarlet and Virus are unable to, basically continue playing their game at this stage we don't have you know numbers on how many people are affected on the reddit thread there's at least five people um that have added in the comments that they are affected but it's the internet so take it with a pinch of salt because anyone can say anything um but you know of at least one person in our discord communities who, who published a screenshot wasn't it yeah, so a member of my community uh, goes by Rising Phoenix. Uh, we were talking about how your save file can be corrupted if you link with Pokemon Go to send over your postcards, or possibly even just by downloading the DLC. As we say, we don't know the full extent yet. But uh, they turned around and said, it already happened to me twice. Luckily, I just had to download the game again, and it was fine. So there are people out there who are saying, you know, it. It's worked again if I've used a different profile. Uh, as I said here, uninstall and reinstall the game. But there are other people who are straight up saying, no, my save file is corrupted. It's it's kaput. I've lost hundreds and hundreds of hours. I've lost hundreds of shiny Pokemon. It's all gone. 
because I bought the DLC. <laughs> Which wow. is not a good look. Now, again, Nintendo have not yet responded to this. We have no official statement, but we would not be doing our jobs if we did not bring this information to you. Perhaps it is worth holding off on buying the DLC or connecting with Pokemon Go until more information about this is released, just to be safe. It absolutely just blows my mind that, like, the the more, like, with Pokemon going open world, like, I I wish I could say, okay, right, it's Game Freak's fault because they've gone open world. But the problem is open world games tend to be quite buggy anyway because because there is so much just going on behind the scenes that can lead to issues with the code that can lead to bugs. However, I've I've never come across a, a bug that could potentially be caused by connecting with other services or buying dlc and to be fair that's like the connecting with pokemon go is quite a unique feature for games in general i can't think of any other game that allows you to do that um i would love to know more about what is causing this because like we've said there's no real common theme some people are claiming it, they've bought the DLC. Others that have used the Go features to send postcards. Others that have done nothing. Neither of those, and yet, have still had it. And the problem is that from like just just to play devil's advocate here, like with when I've worked with websites and building them, and you know you come across a bug, it's always a nightmare when you try to go. Okay, we need to fix this this issue. And you go, okay, right, how did you do it? Oh, I don't know how I did it. Okay, well, then it's quite difficult to figure out what the cause of it is to replicate it, to identify the bug in order to fix it. And I have no doubt that, obviously, I'd imagine Game Freak and Nintendo must be looking at this and going, okay, we've had several reports. We need to look into it. But I can understand from their point of view that they they probably wouldn't want to come out and go, okay, this this is the issue because they don't know the cause of it yet. Yeah. Just and the thing play- is, it's they've literally just released a bug fix patch mm. that we spoke about before, and this has happened immediately after that. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's like when you try and do anything with with code, you, you fix, fix one, one thing, thing and you break another. Yes, exactly. So it really wouldn't surprise me if something they have done has led to a change in the code, which means okay, now there's alternative problems that are. Um, Sprouting up. I, I did read um, on one of the news articles that apparently um, a player had contacted Nintendo support um, and the support agent re- reportedly told the player that the publisher was looking into it and then closed the ticket. So are they looking into it? Are they just getting fobbed off? Who knows? That, But like, this isn't the first time that a save... Um, you know, a save-breaking glitch has appeared in Pokemon. The, the, probably one of the most well-known one is um, in Pokemon X and Y, the Luminous City save glitch. I don't know if you're aware of this. I'm but... actually not aware of this. What was oh, the okay. City one? So, it occurred whenever the game was saved and reloaded in um, the north or south boulevards of Luminous City, and it basically caused the game not to load pro- properly. So when you try to load it up, the game just froze. 
I can't find the exact dates um, of when this happened. I think it was October 2015 off the top of my head. I haven't got it in front of me. It's what I read earlier on. But I struggled to find... What I was trying to look was for timescales of... Oh, it was reported on X date. Um, they It was fixed they, by Y. Yeah, and the, the, what I could find was... The, it happened what looks like over the course of two weeks from when it was logged as an issue to when a patch was rolled out. I mean, to be fair... Like that's pretty good to figure out what the fi- figure out what the issue is, apply if you know create the fix and then apply it. Two weeks isn't actually that bad to be quite honest with you when you look at how long it's taken them to patch some of the bugs in you know in Scarlet and Violet. It's Doesn't not. Bu- it's not right <laughs> on a technical level. No, it's not a long time. On a thing of but, how many people could lose yes. all of their game data yes. by then. And yeah, th- this that's is, a really bad like length of time to have to deal agree- with. Agreed. And like, I- I'm quite lucky that I haven't connected with Pokemon Go. I haven't bought the DLC. And I've hardly played on it, really, other than trying to get um, Walking Wake and Iron Leaves, I think, off the top of my head. I can't remember the other one. Um, like, so I've hardly been on it. So I'm... Yeah, I've logged on earlier just to go, oh, is mine like okay? And it and it is. But what worries me, I guess, is that with all you know, when we had the recent patch and we had all those bug fixes, like why wait so long to roll out them and not just right, this is the fix for this bug, let's get it out and just do little things to make go, okay, right, they're constantly updating this game. And they might identify this and go, Okay, we're now to fix it, and okay, well, Let's not roll it out yet. We've got another couple of fixes in the pipeline. Let's just wait a couple of weeks and or months and group them all together, which is the worst thing they could they could do. And I just hope they don't go down that route. Well, it just see- what- unfortunately, it seems like they held off on the patch updates that they had because they wanted to roll it in with the update that would introduce all the Pokemon we were going to get in the DLC, which we will yeah. come on to very shortly. Mm. But it, it's. Uh- I so, hate complaining about this game, Ben. No, I know, I know. So, so I do have a, I do. A, it does lead to a good like discussion of like why haven't we still got cloud saves for Pokemon? Because why, that, why haven't we even got multiple saves? We don't so, have multiple well, saves we, on the same so, profile. <laughs> I re- I remember we discussed this in the earlier podcast, and it ultimately, I, I remember the conversation being they probably haven't implemented it because there's. People could use it to clone Pokemon. Newsflash, the people that are already cloning Pokemon are doing it without cloud saves. So just implement cloud saves. It backs up all this, all the data that people have got. And like the, 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 you know, this, the cynical part of me goes, well, the reason I haven't got cloud saves is because they don't want you to do free cloud saves. They want you to pay for Pokemon home to move Pokemon across, which is, annoying because they serve two different things pokemon home doesn't back up your save data like if you transfer pokemon to pokemon home and you have this this glitch happen you've got to restart the game you po- some of your pokemon might be safe but you still got to restart the game whereas a cloud save functions in a way of all oh, right well it's corrupted well that's fine i've got a save file that was uploaded to the cloud a couple of days ago and i've just lost a couple of hours progress i can just re-download that and i get their issue with Okay, we've we've got a problem that you know people could potentially use this to glitch. Well, then just figure out a solution to that. Of maybe it's a case of we can only have one cloud backup save, and like when you 
do any online features. It records that, it uploads it to the cloud, so then you can't, you know, send, trade over a Pokemon, delete save, and then download the save file and get that Pokemon back. Make it in such a way that, okay, well, just so you know, if you trade this Pokemon, we will save it at this point and upload it to the cloud, and therefore, where if you try to manipulate this to, to you know, give yourself more Pokemon, it's impossible to do. Like, there's there's an issue here, and it's not up. It shouldn't be up to the consumer to figure out a solution to it. It should well, he, be up to the publisher. Well, here's the, the other problem the as well. Developer. Your your alternate solution to cloud saving was Pokemon Home. What can't we do oh. in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet yet, then? Well, yeah, can't use Pokemon Home. You exactly. can't use Pokemon Home, which is again in this Kotaku article. They say that one of the people who got into contact with Nintendo support agents got told. Uh, there's there's the possibility of transferring Pokemon from their corrupted save onto Pokemon Home sometime in the future when that eventually comes out. I love that. I absolutely love that. If, okay, listen, we just need you to be patient with us. We're looking into this. We're going to fix the issue. You might not be able to get saved it, but we can transfer those Pokemon out. To get those Pokemon, though, you'll need to pay us £15 a year. <laughs> like- now, that's not fair. Pokemon Home is free. What, did you, yes <laughs> yes but well that's even worse then okay you can transfer your pokemon from pokemon home but only 30 of them oh you've already got pokemon home connected with other things well your your basic box is full so <laughs> now you definitely get after payers um yeah this is this just leaves yet another bad taste in my in my mouth but you know what like, I know we've spoken about, like, we want to stop being negative on this game. I, earlier on, li- um, listened to a, I can't remember the name of them, a, a, a massive Pokemon podcast that have been going for a decade now, and I was quite reassured that even they were quite down on this game, because I went, oh, okay, right, it's not just us. Like, if everyone else was being positive and we were just being negative about this game, I'd go, are we looking at this wrong? Are we coming from this at the wrong angle? Are we just overthinking this? But n- no, I, I, you know that as we've always said, there will be a subset of people that just enjoy it because it's Pokemon and just want to go in and enjoy the game. But me, like, I don't have many hours to game every week, so you know, I'd like to invest in games that I really enjoy. And Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, outside of completing it uh, three times now, I don't get much enjoyment out of it in the end game, unfortunately. And this is just another one of those issues where, okay, maybe the DLC will make me come around on it, but like it, it needs to work. It At needs the moment, to work. the DLC hasn't done anything for the game other than break it. <laughs> if if anything, it's it isn't added functionality. It's taken functionality away, which is like for for DLC is just absolutely ludicrous. And it's one of these things where you know when when this fix gets rolled out, when they identify and whatnot, we I think we will talk about this again because I'd be really interested to know more more just like the fallout from this and what they try to do to resolve the issues because the worst thing they could do i guess is turn around and go ah sucks to be you sorry like all your save data is gone and uh you've learned nothing from this and hey um pay for the dlc please no, you've already paid for the DLC. You've always paid for more, and now you get to play through. <laughs> That's what you've already paid for. You paid for more Pokemon, which we yeah. took to mean you want to play the same Pokemon again. 
Yeah. Yes. Yes. And like this, this blows my mind because like there's a, there's an added question of okay, what happens if in this scenario it is found to be linked to DLC? Someone's bought the DLC. The DLC has then broken their game, and then they go, you know what? I want a refund on the DLC. Like where? Like where do you draw that? Because in my opinion, like as far like as far as I'm concerned, anything that's pre-order, whether or not that's physical or digital, up until you actually download it on the day, I think it should be fair game that you can get a refund on it. Because should you be maybe out, up for di- up for discussion, certainly, but I'm pretty sure, especially if you buy through the eShop, it's like, no, if you're buying this now, you're yeah. buying it. It's not, yeah, there's, no, there's no turning back. Which, which, like, I don't agree. I don't agree with that. I get why they do. I get why they do it, but I don't agree with it. But it just leaves another bad taste in my mouth that there are people that were probably excited to buy, you know, get the DLC. They're like, I'm, I'm pitching this on day one. I know it's not coming out for several months, but I, I just want to have it ready to go. And then this happens. It's a Golden Rule <laughs> podcast classic, but we say it again. Just, just don't pre-order things, guys. Just don't do it. Especially this. Please don't pre-order this. Don't. Just, just do wait. It. Wait, wait, yeah. please. <laughs> Let, let's find please out do. more information. We will keep you updated. That is our job. That is what we will do for you. I, I actually was thinking about this earlier because I was thinking, what happens if, like, we get to the end of the year and more and more bad news about Scarlet and Violet comes out and we're at the point where we're like, well, we want to review the the DLC but I don't want to pay for it. Like, what would you? What would you do? And I'm not advocating piracy, by the way. That I'm not saying. We're, oh, we're just going to pirate it. But like, I kind of feel like people would want to listen to our thoughts on the DLC. But it's like, how do you do that if you've not done the DLC? And you could do. You could watch someone else's let's play, but then you're not experiencing yourself. So are your views less valid? You just gotta like, swallow it for the work expense it is. Apparently so, yeah. Which I don't like. Part of me doesn't want to do because it's like what, like, because we become part of the problem where we're yes. paying into something. Yeah. Yes. Ex- exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, so, yeah, I guess. Yeah, we'll keep you updated. I mean, if you don't hear anything from us next week, then obviously they've not done anything about it or at least not acknowledged it but as soon as they do we'll bring you an update um should we move on to um the other bit of dlc news about the leak yeah so some people who've just heard that word and have freaked out don't worry we're not going to go into uh, severe detail with leaks here but to let you know that when the dlc was introduced and the 1.20 1.2.0 patch was released uh, people data mined it and found what we presume to be all the Pokemon being brought back in the DLC. Uh, somebody has put together a whole list. I don't have the name for the person. Give me a second. Uh, they go by Machukana, I believe. I might have pronounced that incorrectly. They go by Matt on uh, Twitter. They have put together an entire list of Pokemon who are going to be returning some of them or all of the ones that are were in the announcement for the DLC, all the ones at the end. Yeah, I remember you've got like Chingling, Metagross, uh, other ones like that. They're all back. They're all in this list. They have some credibility. And apparently this is something that also happened in Sword and Shield, where mm-hmm. they added all the Pokemon into the game and yes. then removed the Pokedexes for them. So what they've been able to do is go through 
and find effectively what Pokedex entries are missing and work backwards from there to figure out who's being added in. Clever. Okay. Now, a couple of things I want to say on this. There's only one legendary that's being added into the game from this list, which appears to be Enamorous, which is interesting on the fact that we're obviously getting all of the Hisuian Pokemon added in. Makes sense with it being the most recent game and there's no other way to get them, I guess. Yeah. It'll be fascinating to see if Enamorous has more story. I doubt it, if I'm being Mm. honest. I doubt it's going to have any story in the DLC. But as the only legendary Pokemon being added in, according to this list, hmm, strange. Uh, The other one is people have pointed out that most of the starters are returning. One of the ones people keep pointing to is the fact that the Gen 5 starters are not on the list, which Gen 5 remakes confirmed. What? You've got to throw it out there. you got to th- <laughs> You have to. No, no, no. It's, it's Legends Univer. Of course, because... There we yeah, go. I, I'm, I'm well up for Legends Univer. But that's neither Legends. here nor there. Yeah. Whether this list is accurate or not, we'll leave it for you to decide. But we thought we'd point out that it's there. Yeah, if you want to go looking for it. I do remember the Sword and Shield list when that came out, because I, I think I'd looked at that, and that was pretty accurate. I think it was accurate. Um, this this obviously raises the same questions, I'd imagine, that we had with Sword and Shield, where, okay, like are these Pokemon in the DLC locked behind a paywall? And yes and no. Like, you can, like with Sword and Shield, you could trade them from other people. So even if you didn't have the DLC, someone could trade you one of the Pokemon like Urashifu from the DL from the DLC, their version of, of the game with DLC, and you could still get it and you could transfer him in from Pokemon Home. So I'd imagine this is how it's gonna work where it's two hundred returning Pokemon. Easiest way to get them is to buy the DLC, but it's not the only way to go about getting those Pokemon. Especially the um Legends Arceus um Pokemon, which that does that connect with Pokemon Home yet? I think it does, doesn't it? Uh, Arceus know. connects with home, I believe. Yes, yes. Um, so that that's another way you could get them. And it's quite nice to see that the Legends Arceus Pokemon are, are are coming back. Um, and they're not just going to be lost to history. I quite like that. Um, so yeah. So I've looked at the list. I'm quite happy with a lot. Of it's the a Pokemon good amount of Pokemon. It is, yeah, and it's a nice selection of Pokemon. I feel. Um, and it's good to get some of those Pokemon in that, you know, haven't haven't had love in quite a while, especially some of the Sun and Moon Pokemon as well. So now I stand want- by the point, though, that yes. even though we have this list, I don't think all of these Pokemon are the Pokemon that we know. I am still in the okay. impression we're going to get some regional variants in here. Uh, oh. Now, to be fair, that is based off the fact that, you know, we saw a chime echo bell in the live action section of the trailer, and then we heard that Chingling was returning. It just strikes me as a thing, kind of, are we getting a chime echo variant? Possibly. There were a couple of others, uh, early stage Pokemon. I think Esper was shown rather than Meowstic. Um, and I can't remember the, uh, Yanma. We got shown Yanma instead of Yanmega, all of which I could kind of see having regional variants in either the teal mask for Yanma and Chinling, Chingling and the Blueberry Academy for uh, Meowstic. I could, I could see them having regional variants. So I think, although you've got 200 Pokemon here, I don't think every single one of them is going to be as we know them. Okay. And that does actually um, 
and they've do- they have a history of this because they introduced Galarian Slowpoke in the um, DLC, and it was oh, if you go to the train, you can you could get one of the regional variants. Um, but then, if obviously you wanted the evolved forms, you needed to. What one of the ways you could do it was to buy the DLC to go into that area to evolve them. So it wouldn't surprise me if they do something similar. Of oh, you, if you go to this area, there's you know um, regional forms of a different Pokemon, and it's it's just like a little. A, it's a little bonus, but also it's a bit of an. It's just one of those um, like little nudges to go. Yeah, this is coming. You know, you, you're excited for it. You should you should pay for the DLC. Um, so I'd imagine we might get something similar. And well, it I'm means always, as I'm, well that like they they don't want to introduce a bunch of new Pokemon now no. when we leave Paldea because what do you suddenly call them? They're they're Gen Nine Pokemon, but are they Paldean Pokemon? No, because they're not from Paldea, even though they're from the Paldea game. They're Kitakami Pokemon. So, for instance, Ogidogi, Monkey Dory, and Fezzendipity and Ogrepon are are they Kitakami Pokemon? Even though they're from the Paldea game, how are we gonna? I don't think they want to confuse that too much. No, no. And like we've, we've, yeah. And I, I wish I could go, oh, you know what? They'll have an obvious answer for that. But, you know, several years in, and I'm still unsure where Malmetal and Melton fit in to the point where, like, when you're on, uh, I think, Pokemon Home off the top of my head, when you go to regions that they're, they're, they're just in a kind of question mark region of their own. Yeah, they're kind they, of, they're, they're Gen 7. Yes. But but they're not they're alone. Let's Go games. Yeah. But also showed up in the Alola version of the anime. So it's very confusing. It is very confusing. I don't think they want to go down that route again. To be, Hence why it hasn't happened since. Um, so yeah, I don't think that's... So I, I think they'll just go, okay, right. I think they'll just get lumped in with the Paldean Pokemon. I think they'll just go, yeah, let's just make this as simple as possible, even though it's technically not the Baldean region, right? Um, I yeah, think the difference I, will be if you get a different Pokedex for going to Kitakami. Yes, if yes. they turn around and go, here's your Kitakami decks, yes. then it's different. Agreed. Yes. Uh, that. Yeah, that's where I stand on it. So yeah, so um, interesting news, more Pokemon to come, and obviously I'm always up for regional forms especially considering we didn't get as many as i thought we were going to get for paldea um we got like two. So, yeah we got the we got we got the paradox cool. forms though yeah we did yeah the Which paradox kind of stand in this year yeah oh yes de- de- i completely agree there they are technically even though they're paradox pokemon they are you know a different form of pokemon that we've grown to know and love should we move on to the next little bit of news yes so we've had um, um, Pokemon have released another one of their Pokemon Championships history, this time uh, focusing on Celesteela's um, uh, last chance from a, um, a Lowland regional tournament, which, like, w- when was episode one? It feels like we spoke about it a long time ago. It feels like a month ago, if I'm yeah. going to be honest with you. Um, I will, I will double check while you speak to the audience. Yeah, it has been a very, very long time. We're not going to go into as much detail as we did on the the first video for a couple of reasons. One, like it, it it's not as talk, good. It's not as good. Is <laughs> is but yeah, I was trying to be polite, but no, it's not as good. Where's the first one? It was like, oh wow, this this is an amazing comeback. This just felt very much like okay, it's not actually anything to do with Celesteela. Celesteela was in the fight, but actually the 
the point they were trying to highlight was oh they got like two really good rolls of luck with one of them on surviving on a sliver of hp and i believe the commentators say one hp and then their other pokemon landing a critical hit i mean the main takeaway i took from this is that back then if it's still a draw after the timer expires you get three extra turns and whoever had the most mons surviving at the end of those three turns won which is like it's a crazy way to play it but yes um, 18th of january by the way it came out so but the first <laughs> a month one. and a half wow ago. wow okay so it makes you wonder why we've taken this long to get another one i mean they're fairly well produced they are they i are. have to imagine that getting hold of the footage that they're using at a decent quality takes some time. True. Yes, yeah, sourcing it and scouring for it on whatever, yeah, wherever it's been been recorded. I mean, to be fair, I I I can t- I maintain that while this one wasn't as good as the first one, I still enjoyed it just to see that little snippet of championship history because I wasn't following it back then. So it's quite nice to see that, and I would like to see more of these. I, I'm still up for seeing more of these. I as I say, I don't think the story was presented as well, nor do I think it was as entertaining of a story with the way it was presented. I don't yes. know if I'm. I, I, I we were talking about this before we started recording. I don't know if it's because I'm missing context, but if I'm missing context, that's because the video didn't provide it to me. These are supposed to be a case of introducing new people to the majesty that is the competitive scene. Mm-hmm. I don't think it nailed it quite as well. And as you say, the the thumbnail and title is a little bit clickbaity. It is I, a little bit. We, yes. Weirdly enough, I think the Tapu Fini holding on a 1 HP was more important than the crit. Agreed. Yes. I, I, I agree with you there. But that might be pure ignorance. What do I know? You watch it. Tell us what you think. Yeah, tell us what you think. Should we move on to the short 50 second anime trailer that was released? Yeah. What were your thoughts on it? Uh my thoughts was damn, she is called Liko. Now I Yes. Now I look like a that guy who said, Well it could be Liko, it could be Rico, we haven't had the translation yet. Well actually <laughs> Well um, um actually they yes, she's called Liko. Uh Liko. that is the what they have decided to go with. And what's kind of interesting is they're not changing the name. Because obviously previously mm. we had Ash and Satoshi. So the fact that she seems to be called Liko and he's called Roy is in both Japanese and English. And the other thing as well, this whole trailer is in Japanese, which they don't usually do with the anime. They don't release uh, to English audiences anime trailers that aren't translated. So mm. that leads me to believe that, well, again, this might be, this is pure speculation and maybe more hope than uh, reality. But I would hope that instead of us having to wait for a dubbed version to come over here, we might get a subbed version first, which would be fantastic and make our lives so much easier. I'd be okay with that. While I'm the kind of person with anime that I do prefer a a dub, simply because there are certain times when you're watching an anime where you don't need to be paying 100% attention because they are just standing around talking and there's minimal animation like that's my preference but i would happily watch a a subversion just um just to watch it sooner i guess and then not have the issues we had with pokemon journeys where 
okay, the, the you know the final Ash against Leon. We finally got the the subversion, but we knew the outcome. You know, several months yeah. ago. Now, some people may be thinking, but we do have subversions. I understand that. What we're talking about is having them released and easily accessible. So having yes. a subversion available on Netflix, or while over in the UK, the they wait for the dubbed version to be shown on Pop TV first. Like they can split up that you know rights hold. Yes, yes. Get it out sooner so we can watch it and um and enjoy, and enjoy it. Um, the, annoyingly, I kind of wish. Like we hadn't spoken about this, I think last week where we'd had, you know, the the pendant and, and the, the ball. pokeball because this it would have been nice to kind of lump it in with this and be like, oh wow, they, okay, they're drawing attention to the pendant and the pokeball, which like the fact that last week we'd spoke about it so much based on imagery, and it could have been nothing. It could have been, oh yeah, it's just like a little thing. The fact that they mention it like literally have snippets of it and mention oh it's a mysterious pendant it's a mysterious pokeball makes it makes me think okay they are going to play quite heavily into the story at some point yeah uh, I'm, I'm i'm on board with that go we on. get two little quotes from our main characters mm-hmm. Liko is apparently here saying i won't find anything unless i look for it myself you know really playing into that like paldea treasure hunt feeling yeah what is she looking for? We don't know. Could it be something to do with the pendant? Was it given to her by her father? Will this episode or will this series have our protagonist actually look for their long lost father? That's maybe Who a knows? complete guess. But we'll she might find just be looking if, if she's on Paldea, she might just be looking for good graphics. Oh, <laughs> rough. Ben. Uh, more interestingly, <laughs> yes. Roy, the boy yes. with the mysterious Pokeball. Is quoted as saying, I want to challenge the Pokemon of legend. Yes. Which, okay. So are we thinking like yeah, so are we thinking the the um the Titan Pokemon? But that feels weird because they like Pokemon from the Legends with And the again, are cool. I would say Titans, I would say Paradox Pokemon, I would say maybe the ones on Paldea. But considering this is definitely a show now that's set to be all over the world, mm. it doesn't really make too much sense for them to limit his scope like that. Which means, yes. is he just planning on taking on every legendary Pokemon? Which It's, it's a cool dream. Yes. And some of the because... best episodes of Journeys have been with Project Mew and Mew and hunting down these legendary Pokemon and seeing how they interact with the world and having these big, strong fights. And not being afraid to let legendary Pokemon feel that overwhelming, I think that could be fun there. Agreed, because uh, and I might be completely wrong here because I've seen literally the first couple of seasons of the anime and then Journeys. But my understanding is typically mythical and legendaries were reserved for the like the blockbuster anime films. Whereas, obviously, if he's on about challenging the Pokemon from Legends, Obviously, they need to do it in the anime, which makes me think that we are going to be getting them, like, say, we're going to be getting the legendaries in the anime raw. We'll get them in the films as well, but we'll get them in this, and we will get to see them let loose a lot more, which I I, I like that. It's been one of the highlights for me of seeing, how, like you say, these legendaries are 
legendaries for a reason. They are like forces of nature. They are powerful and mainly uncatchable unless you go who just happens to catch a Suicune. <laughs> um but I do like the that like the fact that like neither that my worry was that when the quotes started coming up, I thought we're gonna get a quote going, Oh, I wanna I wanna you know, similar to Ash, I wanna be the best, I wanna be the champion, I want to be you know, I wanna rise to the top. And I'm glad we didn't get that because this makes me feel like it's going to go in a different direction than Ash's journey did, which yes. I like. However, counterpoint to that, Lico's yes. is very non-committal. True. I won't find anything unless I look for it myself. That yes. could literally mean, mean anything. anything. Yes, yes. Which Gotta is love her whole... faces, though. Which which is one of the things we've seen more this week is some of the facial expressions she'll pull. I'm I'm looking forward to the anim- animation style of this series. Oh, I am as well. I I am. The, it, it's. Yes, I am quite looking forward. Like the trailer does a lot to go. Oh, okay, right. It's good, even though it's very similar to Journeys. It feels different, and I can't explain why. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um. There's at least here there looks to be lots of motion and yes. a lot of really nice background and lighting work. Mm. If mm. you watch through the uh, what we've seen in this trailer. I mean, just that shot of uh, Cerulege standing up. Gorgeous. Oh, yes. Absolutely yes. gorgeous. And Daddy Freed, I mean, um, Professor Freed Daddy falling Freed. from the sky. Why? No, no, I'm, I'm sorry. You're okay to call him that because there. I just don't get why Pokemon keep making sexy professors. Like, they what, do, don't what is they? Their, what is their problem? Like, what are they What are they trying to accomplish? Like, even Rowan, like, Rowan's one of them like, oh, okay, but the more you see him, you're like, and the older you get, you're like, that moustache is pretty damn sexy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, oh yeah, that's a good looking mustache. And this is yet another professor who, to be fair, doesn't really look like a professor. Not your typical professor. Um, no, he's he's got the same kind of energy as Kakui. But yes, it's it, but he's also a pilot, and he's going to be taking it, yes. around the world. And unfortunately, we do see him riding around on Charizard. I hope the Charizard is not his. I hope that's just like one that he jumped onto. I don't need another. I don't need another main character with a Charizard. I'm sorry. Like for no, Charizard I, fans I, yeah. out there, I get it, but we we've done it now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I there was a question, obviously, when the news broke that Ash was leaving. That okay, does, are we getting a new mascot? How is that going to work? And I I do kind of like the way they've gone about this. Of yeah, there's going to be a Pikachu in the anime, but it's probably not going to play. You know, it's not going to be probably the the second main character after Ash was, and I've got a feeling this Pikachu is going to be an anime, but not going to be as front and center. And I was thinking about this, like if I was thinking about this a, a few weeks back, of okay, if they do have Pikachu in it, how are they going to distinguish it and separate it from Ash's Pikachu? And wouldn't you know it, like Pokemon Go hats. Just just another Pikachu hat. I love my Pikachu hats, and this is one that is no doubt going to be in Pokemon Go at <gasps> some point. We need this in the game. We need a Scarlet and Violet we do. update we do. with this Captain Pikachu hat. It's got to be yes. done. Give it to us, Game Freak. It has got to be done. And what I quite like about this Pikachu, just the image from the trailer, is you know Pikachu's looking front-facing. It's got the hat on. It's got his arms folded, and it's just got this look as if, like, yeah, I can cause trouble. And I quite like it. Just from those little things makes me think and hope that we still get Pikachu, but it doesn't feel like... It feels like a a distinct side character. 
Yes. It yes. should he- be like, I can imagine him and Freed arguing on whatever flying ship they yes. have, whatever cargo plane they have. Like, I could see this dynamic working between them, and I'm very much looking forward to what character they're allowed to apply to this Pikachu. Because, you know, as yes, Pikachu, yes. as much as as much as we love it, it it is just a stand-in for a cute friend. It is, yeah. And one of the things with one of the one of the one of the things I've really praised the anime on is the fact that it, it makes you know, in the games, Pokemon are just digital assets and there is literally no difference between you know, the Pikachu you've got and a Pikachu that a friend's got other than stats, abilities, and moves. Whereas in the anime, they can make, okay, you've got these two same Pokemon, but they they have different personalities. And I'm hoping that's what we get with this Pikachu, where it's like, okay, this is another way for just Pikachu to be a different Pikachu and not just a carbon copy of the one that we've had for, you know, a couple of decades in the anime. Oh, wait, I... If you have a look at the poster at the end of the trailer, I think we see their airship they're, they're going to be flying in. It's buried at the back there by all the Pokemon, but it is there. Oh, okay, okay, let me just... So uh... it's like a big blimp with propellers and wings okay. and kind of crazy looking, I'm not going to lie. What is, oh my god, I've just got to the shot where he flies in on the Charizard and the, the, the quality, to be it's fair... It's stunning, the, isn't it? It's absolutely just beautiful. And we've got the... Um, Actually, I completely forgot to talk about this. We need to talk about sorry, and yeah, the airship. Let's 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 talk about the airship first and then we'll come back to it. So that airship, it looks you know what? It looks like an airship you'd get in like a fantasy game like Final Fantasy, and I'm completely on board with that. I do you love know what it, Go on. Do you know what it really reminds me of? Did you watch Pokemon two thousand? Uh, no, I haven't. It's one of right. the ones I need to watch. It's the bad guy that wants to catch the legendary birds. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He travels around in a big airship that this kind of reminds me of. It's not quite the same design, but that's what it's throwing images up of in my head. Okay. So a couple other things I'm noticing from like the, the end of the video with the poster is... Um, there's a Rayquaza up at the top left, which I Yeah, the like. shiny Rayquaza we saw in the reveal yes. trailer. Yes, and um, if we had any information on this, I'm going to say rival for lack I'm, of a better word at this point. I was going to straight up say villain. Yeah, uh, I can see that. No, we don't have any information on him. He seems to have the Cerule Edge, judging by the poster. The mm. Cerule Edge that we see facing off against Liko and Sprigatito. So we know at least they're going to be fighting at some point. In a suit, half white, half black hair, mm. seems older, maybe a rival of Freed's more than a rival of Liko and Roy's. Maybe the that. new Team Rocket, but more sinister. But let's not forget, they did try and do a sinister Team Rocket before with Gen 5 when they were a bit more serious, and it didn't work too well then. Okay. Um, no idea. They've not given us a whole lot to go on with this guy. Much in the same way as they haven't really told us much about Liko's friend, who we also see, who's got like... Oh, yes, we do, don't we? Olives and bits in her hair. What I assume when, to be olives. They're sitting on the on uh, like a hill kind of thing, aren't they? Just yeah. talking. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. But is she just a... Because they're both in the uniform at that point, so is that... Which, they're both in the uniform that isn't the... the the school uniform. uniform. It just <laughs> infuriates me. But yeah, it's mm, it is going to be interesting to see if that's a a character a lot like Chloe, maybe where 
they're not in it they aren't the main characters but they're in it quite a lot or is it just literally episode one and two and setting up the journey and then we never see her again to be confirmed there's so little to go on here unfortunately but the animation looks stunning i hope beyond hope that they managed to keep it agreed yeah this is this is definitely something where i i feel like if you are going to because the great thing with continuing ash's story was that you know you would get a core group of people that would come back regardless of you know that oh the quality isn't as good and and all this and like you only have to look at the change in style between um that that led into it was sun and moon wasn't it that, it was sun and moon was the big shift and I know that some people complained about that, but like there would be people going, oh, it's it's Ash and Pikachu. Like I don't care how it looks. I just want to follow their journey. And for me, there's probably a, a group of people that go, no, nah, I'm done with Ash's Ash's journey, so I'm not going to bother with the anime. So how, you know, how do you get that in? And you know, it's an element of things such as you know a good story, engaging cast, but then part of it is you know make it look absolutely stunning so that people will go wow like look at the quality of this along with the other things and therefore they'll continue to watch it because like let, let's like i just want to give the pokemon company like kudos here because they could have just kept dragging out ashy's story which was yeah. the safe bet this feels like it feels like a risk and i hope it pays off yeah and again i'm now seeing that these she is or sorry Liko is setting out with a sprigatito I find it hard to believe she will continue after this Paldean yes. entry. So, giving, given a much shorter time frame for stories to unfold, I could see it being a lot more engaging because we don't mm. have to drag our heels. We don't have to wait 25 years for the guy to get good. Um, yeah, it feels <laughs> like they, they could potentially come into this already knowing where they want the series to end and the character arcs and go no it's just just one one not one season but like one well like, realistically we'll get like three seasons out of it yes yes M- minimum and by season we usually mean like 40 to 50 episodes because it's mm. still a weekly show i can imagine them going down to 40 42 episodes per season we'll get three seasons out of that that'll lead us on to the next generation of games and then you can neatly wrap their whole story arc up and let them off and then you've even got the possibility of meeting up with them in the future in different uh animes did you ever used to watch power rangers because they used to do that so they they always used to go okay this is the new power rangers they get several episodes and then it'd be like the current power rangers which are the new ones meet up with the old ones as kind of a passing of the torch and to get people excited and to you know oh I, it's it's the power rangers that i used to watch and the power rangers that i do watch and they're all coming together and isn't this great and like I say they could do something similar yeah one of the ones i was watching a couple of years ago i got back into beyblade and oh, yeah they do beyblade beyblade burst now which starts off as a series where you follow a kid called vault and then you follow him through the first two series, and then we completely switch to a different character, and he becomes the focal point, and even to the point where he comes across Vault. Vault is still in the universe. Vault is still a champion. It's still someone to live up to and beat eventually. Mm. But we do that, and then once we followed his story through, we go on to somebody else. And it just creates a universe of characters all interacting with one another rather than 
one person who we follow all the time who must always be the most interesting thing going on. Mm. So I look forward to what they do with this. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Speaking of the anime, shall we move on to Pokemon Ultimate Journeys? Let's do it. So it's that time again where we continue watching Pokemon Ultimate Journeys. Uh, Three episodes as usual. Episode 10, meeting up with the Monarch. So we're still on Winden following the events of the previous episode. And Go is woken up early, headed over to Motorstoke. Ash is, you know, hoping to join him, but gets a bit distracted, as you would, because Flint from the Sinnoh Elite Four is taking on Leon and... Flint is ranked seventh, he says, right? Yeah. Yeah, Which, because when he loses the battle, inevitably, because it's yes. Leon, yeah. he drops to eighth. Eighth. Yes, this is... So, th- so there's a couple of important things there. It's like Flint is apparently a really good trainer, which... You know, to be fair, he's part of the elite four. That elite makes four, sense. which makes sense. But like, how are that just once and done kind of thing in the games? You never really see from again. So it's quite nice to, you know, just because that trainer could have been anybody. It's quite nice that they go, okay, who could we give a bit of limelight to? And and, and it's not even like a, it's not even like it's a champion. Flint's, yeah, which, or, to, for for a non-champion to be in the top seven. When we have eight regions up till this point. Is massive. Is massive, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And what I quite like is the fact that they could have just done a cop-out of Ash turns up late and he's missed the fight. We actually get to see some of the fights as well. Yeah, no, that's very good. I, To be fair, he walks in and you see all the crowd cheer. Mm. And I'm like, oh, no, we're just going to see Leon win. But no, we get to see his Charizard dunk on an Infernape. Good fun. Which which is really good fun. And I think, like... For me, the fun of the episode just just increases from there because Ash and Leon head out to do some training. Obviously, Leon has spotted Ash rising in the ranks and offers to to take him take him out to go to the to the sea. They want to go to the sea to train, but of course, the running gag Leon gets lost because he's no good with directions, and we end up in the mountains. And what I love about this is we get to see the fun side of Leon. Yeah. And gr- we get a very good explanation of Leon as well because yes, because Ash and Go were supposed to meet up. Go gets a little bit, rightly so, irate that Ash just ditches Agreed. him. Yes, yes. But at the same time, I'm sat there going, Go, you've showed up to like one of Ash's major battles. Okay, you're not you're not <laughs> yes, the best friend, yes. and you're going to be an even worse friend in a couple of episodes. So let's let's not go there. Okay, he ends up with Sonya, and Sonya, mm. despite her terrible driving, is a wonderful character who I'm always pleasantly excited to see oh yes and she expresses that you know she used to be friends with leon she was one of she was technically his rival back in the day and uh he's he's not the hero people make him out to be he's he's not he's an undefeated champion yes but that's just because he kind of likes pokemon and nothing else and it's hinted at that he has a lot in common with ash Mm. that the two of them just get pokemon and that's all they get. They think of everything through Pokemon battles. That's how they approach the world. Yeah, it's um, and like the the other big thing for me is it, is it really humanizes Leon, and he's not just like in the games. It's like typically, okay, the champion is the champion, and their default personality is they might just rock up every now and again and give you a bit of advice. Whereas this really builds on well. 
you know, Sonia just talking about Leon and saying things like he was always busy taking care of Hop and doing his chores, which again builds into why Hop just looks up to him so much because like Leon was there for him and helped to raise him. And then he's gone on to be this amazing trainer. So how could Hop not live up to that? And I know it's annoying because obviously Hop hasn't been introduced, which is just infuriating because Hop should have been go. Sorry, but <laughs> moving on. Um, but like what I what I like is the fact that you know at first you think okay they are you know Leon's just messing around, he's having fun. But this is part of his training. Is that you know it isn't always about the serious like battling side. It's about partly about playing as well, which makes sense because he's building these friendships in, you know, he's, he's seeing them as more as just, they're not just tools to win championships. They are his friends first and foremost. Yeah. And to get to see him spend time in, and it does help to explain like, okay, if anyone could beat, beat Leon, it would be, it would be somebody who shares his attitude. Exactly. And what I, what I, and you know, to heap even more praise on this episode, we get to see something that wasn't even touched on in the in the games where he he you know, he he talks about the Battle of Eternatus and just that he was like he couldn't. It was the win. first time he felt underpowered. It was the first time yeah. he felt like there was somewhere for him to go. Which exactly. is a beautiful statement. Like the idea of Yeah, I reached the very top and I hate it. <laughs> Yeah, because there's no one now there's nowhere me. to go. Yeah, and it and it's beautifully phrased the idea of like it terrifies me that this is it. Yeah, and I, then I really like yeah. this episode. Sorry, I, I, I <laughs> agree. A no, little bit I, emotional. <laughs> agreed. Like the fact that like you know in the games you get to see this Eternatus fight, and then it's not even touched on how Leon thinks of it. Leon just like you know his Charizard protects the the Pokemon. Leon gets blasted back, and then. Hop and you know the 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 protagonist, the silent protagonist, like solve the issue and beat Eternatus and catch it, and that's kind of like there's no follow on from that. Whereas in that's this, that's not true. Actually, is there? There not? is a follow up. If What's you the bring Eternatus to the fight with Leon, yeah, he makes a remark about the fact of, oh, of course, you would bring the strongest Pokemon in Galar to this fight. I oh. feel honored. I feel honored oh, that you would consider what? me such a worthy fight. I'm going to look up what the actual quote is. No, I didn't know that. Like, it's, the annoying it's thing so is, good. Oh, that's infuriating because I have bought Eternatus to that fight and I've just never noticed it. That is infuriating. But like, speaking of Eternatus, like, I love the fact that, you know, he lost to a, he'd lost. He actually did lose. He might not have been to a trainer, but he lost. And like, he realizes he's both frustrated and excited because there are stronger things in the world. It kind of reignites this passion. And I can't wait to see, like, obviously in the games, when when you beat Leon, he does that kind of like, he looks down, he looks all somber and upset, and then he smiles and he throws his hat on. It leads, it, it let, you know, it makes that scene in the game even better because he, like, is that why he's smiling in the game? Because he's realized, okay, there's somewhere for me to go from here in order to, you know, build up to improve because there's now a trainer who is my, who is no, not my equal. He is my, my, my better. And I'm going to figure out how to, you know, beat him. And it's a shame we'll never get to see that in the game. But I, I just love the fact that this just, it just gives so much character to a champion who, you know, when I found out about Leon, I, it wasn't even in my 
top three, probably not even in my top five. But now, actually, because of this anime, I'm like, actually, I can see why people like him as a character. There you go. I've just found the exact quote. Oh, you've even added Eternatus to your party. The greatest challenge with the most powerful Pokemon. Is that it? Now you're really getting me excited. Just what Brilliant. a freaking hero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, like massive praise for this episode. I honestly, because on the on the website we use, I saw the thumbnail and I thought, oh, this is just going to be a filler episode. And it was everything, but it was amazing. Yeah, really so, yeah. liked it. Animations holds up, which it kind of really didn't need to do for this episode. Agreed, yeah. Yeah, so like with the Corviknights and um, using... Um, uh, Assumedly Dracopult? Silverwind or... Yes. I'm not like, entirely sure what they were using, but yeah. It was, yeah, all, they, they, it was all really pretty. It, it really was, and like you say, they didn't need to for this because a lot of it is could have just been sitting down and talking. But yeah. Um... Should we move on to episode 11, A One-Stick Wonder? Yeah. Okay. okay. I have thoughts on okay. this episode. Okay. So let me just set the scene for people. So in the wild, we come across a thwacky, which is dead weird to say, missing one of its sticks. Uh, Go tries to catch it. You literally have a Grookey that will evolve probably in the next couple of episodes. Why? Um, but Grookey seems to have a connection with this Pokemon Thwacky is teaching Grookey how to use its stick. And we find out that this wild Thwacky is struggling in its tribe because it's only got one stick, so it's struggling to keep up with the beat of the other Pokemon in the tribe. Um, Grookey, Ash, and Go figure out that they can help this Pokemon by basically... It, it to keep the same beat, it just needs to double the amount of times that it hits. So I'm like, right, okay, yeah, sure, that's where we're going with this. They train, um, as they usually do. Um, we encounter, I think, the possibly mother or sister of this thwacky. It's obviously a, a is it female. not the partner? Is it the partner? I didn't think about that. Yes. Um, but after some training, thwacky is able to keep the others using only one stick. Uh, Grookey seems to be sad at the thought of leaving and Go offers to let him go however Grookey uh, just jumps on Go and grooms him which shows the friendship and trust yeah so, uh, kind, what of your a lot, kind of a lot happens in this episode I don't think they commit hard enough to the story um, okay. I mean realistically this, this Thwacky should have had one arm they should have just played it exactly how it is supposed to be and told okay. the disability story that they were really going for here. I get that it's like, oh, well, it's lost a stick. And it's like, guys, you can replace a stick. I know we go through this whole yeah. story beat where it's like, oh, he tries lots of sticks, but none of them work. And Grookey even offers up its stick. And he's like, no, go away. You don't get to offer me that. You keep that. You... <laughs> it, it should have just had one arm. Okay. It, that, I think if they okay. committed to it, I, yes. it would have pulled on the emotional heartstrings a lot more. Obviously, there's a whole issue with that. Yes. Um, of showing <laughs> dismemberment and stuff. I I think, do you remember the um, issues the CBBC had? Or was it like CBBC's hired a presenter who had uh, half an arm and it caused outrage? Really? Yeah. So When was this, by the way? Just, uh, just off the top of your head. Oh God, maybe 10 years ago now. Right, but okay. Yeah. The point stands is... That kind of stuff doesn't play well with a lot of parents. Yeah. Kids are fine, usually. It's, They'll it's, be like, ah, why is that different? Okay, it's different. Moving on. How dare you show that there are people in this world who are different? Like, 
just like, the, like the, the thoughts that go through parents' heads sometimes. It's like, I, I'd much rather have someone with a disability on there because it's a teaching point for your child to go, listen, there are people that, you know, don't get dealt the best cards in life and it doesn't mean that they are lesser people. It, like, they still have all the same experiences in life and can do anything you can do, maybe in a different way, but they can do anything. Like, it's a good teaching point. And, like, I didn't think about, like, the one, the, you know, only having one stick and, you know, it being almost a metaphor for, you know, having a disability or, you know, losing an arm. But, and I'm, I know why they didn't commit to it. But now that you've brought that up, I'm on board with it. And yeah, they should have, they should have gone down that route. The other thing I think as well is I don't need Ash and Go in this episode. Yes. This should have been a Pokemon only episode. I don't need their chiming in. I don't need them telling me what's going on. Just let me enjoy the Pokemon interacting with one another. Because what eventually comes down to is Ash somehow teaches this Thwacky to double time by getting Surfetch to beat it up. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I know, right? I I don't get the solution. I don't think they really helped here. Go is not really learning a lot about his Grookey, which... I feel like the episode was supposed to be a case of like, oh, Go and Grookey grow closer together. But they don't really. Go does his whole thing of, oh, maybe I'm not a good trainer. I should let you be. Go, I'm so glad that Grookey just cuts him off because I'm so sick of seeing it. Well, he tried to do the same with Scorbunny, didn't he? Of course he did. And he tried to do the same with, uh... did he do the same with Sobble? I can't can't remember if he did or not. I think there was an issue when it evolved. Hmm. And it kept trying to run away, and he was like, fine, you do that. Yeah. So I think, like, I think the one thing that they were obviously trying to get across in this episode is that um, it's brought up quite early on that when the Grookies groom one another, it's a sign of showing friendship and trust, and that's where it leads at the very end. But, like, you didn't need Ash and... Like, say, you didn't need Ash and Go there. Like, that's almost like the end credit scene, Grookie returns home, and then... He jumps on, goes head, and you know he does the grooming. And Go might not understand it, but us an audience had it earlier on. Of oh, okay, so that's why it feels like they went through this whole episode just to show that these two, that Pokemon and Trainer have friendship and trust. Which I'm sorry, we we like Go's had them for several, you know, episodes now. We know they have a friendship and trust. Like yeah, the- and that's not how they set the episode up either. That's not like the answer that we're looking for. What, no, it's not. The episode is like, ah, oh, Grookey is too rambunctious. Maybe if he meets a Thwacky, he will learn to be less rambunctious. No? No. No. <laughs> None of that is answered. <laughs> Instead, we we shift focus onto this Thwacky with one stick and, and just kind of finish that storyline, but in a fairly unsatisfactory way in my mind of just like, it kind of learns out the blue that, I, oh yeah, I, I guess I could do double time. Yeah, it almost makes me wonder, like, why, why did they go with a wild Thwacky and not have this be Go's Grookey evolving and then having this issue because it misplaces a stick or however you want to, you know, have that story to, to so the elements of it are there, but it plays out slightly differently. And then you could have it where, you know, Go and Thwacky have a bit of a mismatch, just like Go and Raboot used to have a mismatch. And I guess you probably the, maybe the reason why is because then you're repeating story elements of 
okay, trainer and Pokemon don't quite understand one another and they come together to figure it out. But then I guess thinking about it, like we, we mentioned about ages ago, the, the episode where Ash and Pikachu fell out and it felt forced and maybe that's why they didn't do that actually thinking about it here because we, they've got a forced tension and drama when actually Grookey and Go get on really well already. Yeah. As I say, the biggest issue with Grookey is that it's just a pain in the butt. <laughs> and that that problem is not solved by the end of this episode. I don't think that ep- that is ever going to be solved. No, of course, and, uh, because that's just like that's just Grookey. <sighs> that's just Grookey, and this is the humor that we're playing into. He, he, he's a punk rocker at heart, and you can't chain him down. Yeah, I yeah i I came into this episode thinking oh it was an all right episode, but actually like the discussion we've had goes back to what we said before. Like it was a good episode, but there are. Just it could have been better executed. Yeah, there also doesn't help that the musical beats in this do not match up with the animation in the slightest. Oh, I didn't. Notice you, that, you, you can't have oh. an episode about drumming and have the music that the Pokemon are supposedly drumming not match the beats that they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's, it. That's just not good enough. <laughs> that's not good enough. Um, one thing that I actually we do need to to point out that we haven't we haven't even mentioned that real this is the first sign of Rillaboom, isn't it, in the anime as well? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I quite I quite like how Rillaboom comes across, and he just seems like a really chill dude. Do you not think he's just there, like listening to the music? It's like when the music gets good enough, he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna vibe with this. I'm gonna get my drum out. I'm gonna enjoy myself." Yeah. It's it's a far shy from. The Reddits, I've always assumed Rillaboom to be. You're not a big Dragon Ball fan, are you? No, afraid not. Yeah, no. For those of you out there who are, Rillaboom has always reminded me of Raditz. But yes, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Um, so, episode 12, Battle in the Freezing Grade. And it's time, once again, to catch up with Project Mew. Go seems distraught about the latest trial, which will test his battling skills and cooperation. Which... Like, go, you've been cooperating with Ash for a couple of seasons now, and you've you literally like battled a turn is it you've shown your battling skills. So I was a bit like, okay, this feels a little bit I I, I get that his battling skills and cooperation do need work, but it feels like out of all the all the trials that he's had, this seems the most realistic like the, the most achievable. Yes. Just just uh, go have a battle with it. Don't collect yeah. anything specific from it. Just go have a battle. Yeah. Which but which is all, even weirder when the drone shows up. It's like, wait, <laughs> so the drone knew where Articuno was. But and all of go, these trainers yeah. know where Articuno was. And they you just want to record them fighting it. I just, yeah, they, it just looks like they want battle data, which okay, make that obvious because it it isn't made obvious. Um so, like, the project is always throwing him in the deep end. He has to battle Articuno in a raid. Like, the, these these trials are not easy. We're off to the Seafoam Islands in Kanto. Um, I do like at the start, Go takes leadership and he's choosing directions and, and battling the wild Pokemon because, obviously, this is his episode and not Ash's. Ash is there as a, as a supporting character. I like that. What was, like... What was, you know, news to me that I hadn't maybe picked up on in previous episodes is that along the way, they come across multiple trainers who are also attempting Project Mew. And I thought this was just a, okay, there's something about this Go Kid, let's give him a try. But no, it seems like there are multiple people and then they earn tokens and whoever has the most tokens basically get bought onto the team. But 
Like, if I missed that in a previous episode, is that new to this? So this is the first time we've seen so many other challengers because the two that we've been introduced to before, whose names still escape me, the red one and the blue one, the Urshifu twins. Yes. They they don't seem to be challengers. They seem to be people who have successfully joined the expedition squad. We know that Gary is a challenger because obviously Gary was a challenger before Go was. Uh, yeah are all these kids who we get introduced to in this episode have they all had recommendations from professors potentially but like i thought i thought gary was part of this but thinking about it, he also gets tokens yeah no gary is still a challenger he's uh, the first one we saw him on was the moltres one and that was one of the first challenges he was taking on yes. to join project mew he's not a part of it yet oh right okay um Okay, join join this uh, while Graveler charges at him. And did you notice Go pushing Ash out the way? Yeah. So so my f- first thought was, oh, he's saving Ash. But I don't think he. I think he just realised, oh, there's a Graveler, and I'm going to catch it before yeah. Ash does. Let's throw Ash catch. off his game. Yeah, that's honestly what it felt like because it wasn't even like get out the way and then Go jumps over it. It was like he pushes Ashes out the way, but then catches the Graveler. It's like, why did you need to push Ash out the way? Just throw the Pokeball in the first instance. Um, we also get to... Um, there's a Bayleaf in this episode, so obviously it's the best episode ever. I, I do have a note that it was really... We see Cloyster in mm-hmm. a cave. And mm-hmm. I know that Cloyster can be encountered in the Seafoam Islands, but only in Let's Go, not in the originals. You can only find a shelter. But it was just really weird seeing this Cloyster and there's no water nearby. Well, you, it wasn't far from Articuno's Den, it which wasn't. is an icy river. But it threw me. Yes, I'll I was give like, you that. The way like, where wait, it was what? shown was odd. Yes, yes. Um, and we also get to see, is it Hor- Horace? Horace, yes. Horace. Go's friend from, well, we saw them last in Johto. They were out by Celebi's Shrine, right? That was it, yeah. Because that was the whole backstory of, they were friends and they left a letter was it and then there yeah, was a misunderstanding you're, you're my friend but you're not my friend because you didn't show up the next day because you were ill but i didn't know you were ill and then years later we yes, met up that's and it. everything's great yep um and odd, odd that he's joined this side of the yeah. story though <laughs> i mean it's not it's nice to see them bring this character back but like there was nothing in that previous episode that made me think Oh yeah, he'll want to be part of Project Mew. Yeah, just kind and, of out of the blue. They do kind of spin it off as a case of, oh well, I want to catch Celebi, so I'm going to catch every psychic type on my way to Celebi. Well, okay, yeah, sure, sure. And like, it feels to me like okay, it's a raid. We need a fourth character, but okay, we don't want to put the legwork into introducing a brand new character. Okay, is there anyone that we can pull that we don't really need to introduce? Oh yeah, there's this person here. That kind of what it feels like to me. We get into the raid, and it gets off to an absolutely terrible start for them. They each of them send out a mon, and they all just get one shotted before they even land an attack, just thrown back against the wall. Again, just showing how powerful these legendary Pokemon are. Um, but through a combination of you know working together, and I think Gary takes the lead, doesn't he? And comes up with a strategy to beat the Articuno. Then I say beat it. They don't. They don't win, do they? No. Basically, Articuno just goes, "Okay, right, I'm off. I'm done but now." The 
but the art, the way Articuno leaves looks terrible because it's almost like okay, he's Articuno as a PNG. Okay, drag it up and slowly <laughs> decrease the size. Don't even move its wings. My like, people need me. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's exactly what it looked like. And I just sat there going, okay, I get that you need to get Articuno to leave, but that was good. Like. You didn't even make it flap its wings. Like it looked terrible. Um, and what what one of the things that really annoyed me about this is that one point Go asks if cooperation is really needed for Project Mew, and I'm just like, yeah, you dummy. Like, <laughs> what are you, you talking are, about? What you, exactly? It's just like you are you're literally joining a project with other people. Like, of course, cooperate. Why why are you asking such a stupid question? Oh, well, I thought I'd be tracking down you on my own. Like, well, good luck. Have fun. You don't need to be part of this project to do that. Yeah, yeah. Go off. See how far that gets you. Like, it, this, I, I enjoyed this episode, but it's another, it's just another one of those episodes where I'm like, why have they taken this direction with Go's character? Yeah. I mean, it's been there from the start. He, he was never yes. good with people. I get that, but, and I, and I, yeah, that that's absolutely true. It's just weird that, like, goes asking a stupid question about cooperation. He has cooperated with multiple trainers down the line, both in terms of Ash, Chloe, and then taking part in in raids and stuff like that. So it's like, why are we all like, why are we having this episode with Go almost being reset to zero in terms of cooperation? Yeah, I'll give you that. Like, and again, I think. I think it's supposed to be because Gary's on the scene yes. and he like, makes him nervous. Yeah, it almost feels like, to me, this should have been, okay, the lesson is that, okay, I need to cooperate with someone who I don't necessarily like. Yeah. That, As opposed to yeah. my two friends who are here who I still can't cooperate with, despite the fact having traveled with one of them for how long now? Yeah. Yeah, like for for me, it should have been a case of okay, go works well with Ash and Horace, but like doesn't take well to being given orders from Gary. And the 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 lesson is okay, like sometimes it is about having to work with people that you don't uh, see eye to eye on, but you have a shared goal, and that is the priority. Yeah. And it's interesting because Gary kind of points out at the end, it's like they never expected to beat Articuno, but he says they could have lasted much longer if Go had listened to him. Yeah. And that's fair, you know, uh, of yeah. the people there, between Gary and Ash are the, easily the most competitively uh, experienced, and Gary is probably the one I would have lead a team because he's more outspoken and, you know... Other people trying to adopt Ash's strategies is not going to go well. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Ash yeah. understands his own Pokemon very well. <laughs> Gary understands lots of Pokemon very well. Yes. So, yeah. that's a good point. And it's very cool seeing the way they do an actual team raid. You know, Horace is playing support role. Yeah. It's using healing moves, it's using light screen and reflect and stuff like that. Really, really cool. I like that. Um, Gary's Pokemon get wrecked. I'm not going to lie. So it's the, the Umbreon Arcanine, gets one shot. Umbreon. I forget whatever the first one is because it's out for all of two seconds. Yeah, it just gets thrown against the wall. It's like, because Ash throws out, it's surfetched. Yeah, it just gets blown against the wall. It's like, yeah, it's done. Like, it's done. Wow. Okay, right. No messing around here. Arcanine looks 
fantabulous, I must say. It was one of the things I really did like about this episode. It looked great. Yeah. Um, It was nice. Again, it's, as you say, it's a Go-focused episode where I don't think Go grows enough. Yes. And they've taken away some of his growth that already existed. Yeah. Which just leaves us with a character who feels stale and feels boring and I don't really care about. I get that. He... And yeah, they're fighting they're... a legendary Pokemon. This should not be a boring episode. <laughs> yeah, but, I, I, yeah, I get that. But the fact that it starts off with them running around this maze and just running into people who are like, oh, no, it's too much like hard work, actually. I'm just going to give up. It's like, okay. okay, so this really means a lot to people then. Yeah. You know, could you imagine somebody <laughs> showing up to the Elite Four, or sorry, to the Pokemon League and being like, oh, no, first battle looks really hard. I'm just, I'm just going to not gonna bother, actually. That's it, the give up before they even take on. Like, the way you could have had it is, like, you, as as they're heading up there, they see trainers coming back, and you're like, hey, is everything all right? And they're like, well, yeah, we had our raid battle, and we got absolutely demolished. And then as you are maybe heading up there, and Go starts to think, okay, so, like, why why didn't they, they were obviously cooperating, but why didn't it work for them? And then maybe you go into that raid fight where, maybe go overcompensates or misunderstands what what people mean by cooperation and he takes a lesson from that maybe that's the way that they should have gone about it yeah again a very messy episode yes. i think i'd say which is a, a fun shame one. Be- yes had, had yes, some good yes. elements in it but just not executed maybe the way i'd have liked it yeah i i i enjoyed the episode but i will admit that they did go dirty in this episode. Yeah. Are you up for playing the game, Connie? Oh, let's do it. <laughs> Perfect. In front of me over there, I have three Pokemon with three Pokedex entries each, but can Connor spot the fake entry? So we're starting off this week with Wooloo, which might not make much sense, but it was in one of the episodes. Its curly fleece is such an effective cushion that this Pokemon could fall off a cliff and stand right back up, right back up at the bottom unharmed. Entry number two. If its fleece grows too long, Wooloo won't be able to move. Cloth made with the wool of this Pokemon is surprisingly strong. And the third and final Pokedex entry. Its fur grows very quickly. If you were to completely shave it, its fleece would grow back in just a couple of months. Okay, I'm pretty sure the second one's true. I think I remember reading somewhere about Wooloo's fleece being super strong. Um, I also... <laughs> So it's between the first one and the third one. Okay. The third one has less detail, so I'm inclined to lean that way, but there's something about Wooloo throwing themselves off cliffs and being fine <laughs> that is just standing out to me, so I'm going to have to pick that one. Okay. I'm afraid you're wrong. It was the oh, third one. Come on! Why do I do this to myself? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so, and uh, Pokemon number two is Thwacky. Pokedex entry number one. If you encounter a, a Thwacky isolated from its peers, it has likely been banished from its tribe. Entry number two. The faster a Thwacky can beat out a rhythm with its two sticks, the more respect it wins from its peers. And the third and final entry. When it's drumming out rapid beats in battle, it gets so caught up in the rhythm that it won't even notice that it's already knocked out its opponent. Oh my god. Just rapping away on their skull while it's unconscious. <laughs> This is a nuzlocke! This is a nuzlocke! (laughs) 
<laughs> it's like that meme image that goes around of Hitman Lee. I said double kick. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, well, uh, <laughs> I've not forgotten what they were. Um I think it's the first one. Uh, the first one was, uh, if you encounter a Thwacky isolated from its peers, it has likely been banished from its tribe. Yeah, I think it's the first one. Uh, yeah, that's, that's spot on. Well done. Okay. Uh, fair so, enough. I, I heard it and I was like, uh, yeah, probably that one. Okay. So the third and final Pokemon is Gravelly. Entry number one. Mossy rocks are its favorite food. It can devour a ton a day while crunching loudly. Entry number two. This slow-footed Pokemon moves by curling up and rolling instead of walking. With enough momentum, its speed can exceed 60 miles per hour. And the final entry, once this Pokemon starts rolling, almost nothing can stop it dead in its tracks. That third one? Well done. Yeah, spot okay. on. Well done. What gave it away? <laughs> um, I just, it felt too snappy. Right, so it felt too snappy to be the later Dex entries, so it felt like an earlier one. But that's not kind of the information they covered in those earlier dex entries okay yeah yeah that's that. that that was the logic i went with in my head anyway well done okay well you got two out of three again like i'd like two and a half let's face facts it was 50 50 between the only one i got wrong <laughs> okay i'll i'll give you that you get t- you get 2.5 points Let's move on to comments and questions. Um, podcast listener regular Tony has uh, messaged in. Tony, I'm not going to read out your entire thing, so I'll just go straight with the question. Has there ever been a well-planned event or evening you enjoyed that was nearly or absolutely ruined by the service provided? Ooh, I can't yeah. think of anything immediately off the top of my head. Do you want to... Field this one time. first. Yeah, <laughs> for time. I can't. I. I also can't think of if anything at the moment. I'm. And that's not me saying that it's never happened, but like it. It, it will have happened, but I'm just one of those people. That I don't really want it. If I have a bad experience, I don't really want to dwell on. It. I just want to go. Okay, right. I'm done. I'm dusted. And you know what? Like actually, service provided. Yes. Yeah. Actually, there is recently broadband. So when <laughs> I was, oh, no. honestly, when I was looking at getting my broadband, I went with another supplier before um before I continued with the one that I'm I'm currently with, and they said like. I've had so many issues of them sending out the router, it not working, not connecting, having to call up, trying to get through to um, uh, the en- the engineers. Like, I don't think they're engineers. And, oh, yeah, we'll we'll look into it, do all this, and blah, blah, blah. Nothing happens. Nothing improves. And then, like, you try to call them and contact them, and you just get passed around. Nobody knows, like, the the states of it, to the point where they, were, where they couldn't find my account number. And they were saying, "Oh yeah, it's because you're you're brand new and you're not on the system." I'm like, wait, how can like literally you've taken my direct debit details, but you're saying I'm not on the system? Like that doesn't add up. Yeah. Um. And the fact that like when the following day I tried to get in contact, it was like, "Oh yeah, um, you're quite you, you're still new, so obviously your internet's still setting up. So you know, contact us again." I I'm getting fobbed off. And then the following day, um, having the issue of uh trying to contact them get through and they're like oh our systems are being upgraded at the moment so we can't actually return your you know retrieve your details um and then like the the, the, i think the worst part is when i was um contacting the engineers and they were talking me through it and they were like yeah just to let you know 
that you're still in your cooling off period. So, you know, if you don't want to use this service, like there'll, there'll be no extra charge or anything else like that. And like, I thought that's a really weird thing to say. And then as I came away from it, I just thought, I know why they've said that. It's because their website says that I'm in the coverage area, but I'm actually not. And I'm not able to get the speeds that they advertised. And that's why they're trying to just go, yeah, just just take your cooling off period because this isn't going to work for any uh, of us. Oh, right. So, okay. yeah. So, so yeah, that's that's the one that is like literally this month and has infuriated me to no end. I'll tell you what, not answering the question, but jumping off of that, I had issues with my internet not too long ago. I think we spoke about this, me and you. Um and I rang up Virgin Media, who I'm with, and said, look, I'm having a bunch of problems. Like, my, I, I don't, I have an Ethernet uh, power, PowerPoint pass-through kind of thing. It runs yeah. Ethernet over uh, electric. I don't know how else to explain it. Um, that wasn't working. And they turned around and went, well, we can give you a Wi-Fi booster. Like, yes. okay, I have an issue with my Ethernet. Mm. Yes, sir, we can give you a Wi-Fi booster. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Does the Wi-Fi booster have an Ethernet port? Well, it boosts <laughs> Wi-Fi. That's not what no, I'm no. asking. Do you yeah. understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> and it got to a point where I spoke to the third person. Now, I used to work in tech support for network-connected devices. So I kind of know what I'm doing, and I know what I'm, what I'm saying. And I got speaking to this woman who was like, oh, yeah, so it'll it'll boost your wi-fi because it'll do this that and the other and i was like right but how is it going to do my ethernet she was like um i'm not sure i went is it wi-fi based she went no it's 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 bluetooth and at that point i just turned around and went stop talking stop talking you don't know what you're talking about no which is fine because you work in sales or you work in like you know initial response but put me in contact with someone who does know what they're talking about, please. I don't mean to be rude. You've been lovely, but this conversation is over. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But you're right. Like, why should you have to waste your time with somebody who is obviously just like stalling? Yeah. Like, yeah, just like if you don't know the answer, it's okay not knowing the answers. But I guess these the the people that work in typically these call centers for companies is they have a script to follow, and if you try to deviate from that script, they just don't know what to do. But again, but, it's it's as far as I'm concerned, it's not your job to fix my problem. It's your job to put me in touch with somebody who can. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, I I completely agree. And it's like it's like anything in in a workplace. Like if I get asked something at work, and I'm like, well, I don't know the answer, but I could probably find you who does know the answer like just you know better to do that than fob them off give them the answer that you think they want to hear and then they you know eventually they come back and go yeah you know that thing you told me you were completely wrong yeah so yeah as as for the question about bad service i do have an answer and unfortunately it was a pub i was working in at the time so Mm -hmm. slight build up to this story it was coming up to my 21st birthday i was in wales i was working in a pub and they had just not long introduced a reward scheme to kind of incentivize us to upsell. Mm-hmm. So if you upselled from chips to curly fries, you got pickle points. Woo! If you upsold from a single to a double, you got pickle points. You could do a whole bunch of stuff. If you earn the company money, you get pickle points. It was like top sellers of the week, uh, top upsellers of the week, top whoever earned the most money, all this kind of stuff. I was on it i was so good at this i was so good at my job that it literally got to a point where i had to turn around and go 
okay, I'm not involved in this week's pickle point contests because otherwise other people aren't being incentivized because I'm winning it every single week. Now, the whole point of these pickle points was that you could trade them in for, you know, holiday time or uh, drinks at the bar or food kind of thing. It was it was supposed to be like, it's nothing huge, but it's something you can gain. Yeah. And I had a conversation with my manager and I said, look, it's my 21st birthday. I'm going to come in here. I want a bottle of Jägermeister. That's what I drank at the time. I, I want a bottle. He was like, yeah, you'd have to earn this many points for that to be okay. And I was Ugh. like, that's fine. I've got that. Don't worry about right. it. Yeah. Came to the day. I walked up. Can I have my bottle of Jaeger? He went, no. I was like, what do you mean no? Oh, well, I, I ran it up. I ran it up with management and they said it's not allowed. I'm like, I don't really care. <laughs> You're my manager. You told yeah. me for the last six weeks that it was okay. I worked my butt off for this. You're going to give it to me. <laughs> Otherwise, I quit. Right. <laughs> I'm not being funny. The, those are the two options right now. And petty or not, I did get my bottle of Jaeger, but it was not <laughs> how I wanted to start my night, no, having an argument no. with my manager. Agreed. Whilst I'm drinking in the pub I work in. Yeah, it just, oh, wow. I, hate, I hated that place. Did you? Yeah. Would recommend it then? Pickle points. Mm, no. Why pickle points? <laughs> I have no idea. I think it was like the system that was run in a bunch of the, was that run by Marston's? Yeah, Marston's, yeah. I can't okay. remember if that was a Marston's pub or whether the Pickles next one I worked points. in was a Marston's pub. That's weird. But, a weird name, but yeah. Yeah, it was. It we we became franchised, and I think it was what they ran for the franchises across the country. But yes, sense. yeah, bad, bad bad service from my own pub. Harumph. I like these questions that aren't about Pokemon. So, people, if you've got a comment or question, you can reach us by leaving a comment on our podcast on YouTube, YouTube by emailing goldenrodpod at gmail.com, by leaving it on our Discord channel, or by using the hashtag goldenrodpod on Twitter. Connor, what have you got coming up? Uh, not a lot at the moment, mate. I kind of took a little bit of hiatus for my birthday. I will get back to work shortly and let you know next week. Okay, perfect. So this is what I've got coming up. Still chipping away at the Sakazar only video. The audio is taking forever to just edit and take out all the breaths and just does my absolute nothing. Um, still doing my uh, Let's Play Pokemon Emerald Crest, which is doing really well on YouTube as well. So, But it always helps when you've got, you know, a older generation game that has newer generation Pokemon on it and you can just kind of tap into the thumbnails and the... Um, the titles like oh gen 8 fossils in pokemon emerald and people are like mm-hmm. oh what's that and then they've been tricked into watching a let's play <laughs> so it does the <laughs> it's job it's a though. clickable title not clickbait a, there's a difference <laughs> yes 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 and it like it's not bad clickbait either because click like th- there is like clickbait gets a bad rep but sometimes like the act of you going oh i want to click on that doesn't necessarily mean... You, I, I haven't tricked anybody. There are, no. in fact, Gen 8 fossils in Pokemon Emeralds. It's just maybe... It, the reason I think of it as clickbait is because they're probably coming in going, oh, maybe it's a tutorial or something like that, when actually it's a, here I am playing the game, enjoy. Yeah. But people seem to be sticking around watching. As, as, as far as I'm concerned, as long as you deliver, uh, deliver on the spirit of your title and yes. thumbnail, that's fine. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the show for this week. If you've gotten this far, you're just a top dollar, aren't you? Connor, where can we find you? You can find me on my YouTube channel, Captain Fidget, or on Twitter, at Cap Fidget. 
I'm Ben. You can find me as Professor Hoenn Gaming on YouTube and Professor Hoenn on Twitter. As for the Golden Rod Podcast, you can find us on the usual platform. Search for Golden Rod Podcast on YouTube or on your usual podcast app. Leave a like on YouTube or a five-star review if you're listening as a podcast. We'll be back next Friday for another week of Pokemon podcast content. See ya!